Warning, your life is getting ready to change. Welcome to the Millionaire Road Podcast with Dr. Doug Fireball. Imagine discovering the true secrets to building wealth within you and your business. These personal wealth development secrets are your secret weapon for extraordinary success. It is time to wealth up because there is a millionaire inside of you, but you decide who wins. Now, here's Dr. Doug Fireball. This is Doug Fireball, and welcome to the Millionaire Road Podcast number eight. Do you know what the psychology of wealth is and how that differs from the psychology of money? And do you realize that wealth and money are two totally different things? If you understand this, then you're well on your way to being able to produce some form of wealth in your life. Because wealth is an asset accumulation. It's a mindset. It's a philosophy of life. And money is currency that you use. It's a tool in order to build wealth. And today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the psychology and emotional aspects of wealth. We talked about a lot of different things so far, but this is critical you understand this. Because if you don't, then the odds of you honestly developing, creating, and maintaining wealth are fairly slim. There is a psychological aspect of wealth called the psychology of wealth. And there's, you know, there's psychologists that talk about it. There's, there's certain uh, studies of it, if you will. But what I'm talking about is an entrepreneur. You may be in direct sales, network marketing, home business. You may be a real estate agent. You may be stockbroker. Uh, you may own a restaurant. You may own a dress shop. It doesn't matter. What I'm talking about is the psychology of wealth in a manner that's going to work in your favor in order to build and accumulate enough assets so that you literally have a seven-figure life. And what happens with the psychology of wealth, it impacts and literally determines much about what happens to your money. And we're going to be going over in future episodes, what is it, if you will, that really determines a lot of how you spend money, deposit money, use money. There's, there are reasons why that you do it a certain way. But what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what is it that makes somebody that's wealthy, a millionaire, what, what is it that makes them psychologically different, the makeup, if you will, than the average person? And can you move into that different philosophy? Well, of course you can. Every future millionaire can move into that philosophy of wealth simply by making the decision. It's a lot of, and, and as I said before, how you grew up. You know, what we saw growing up as far as lifestyle and how money is handled, we saw that as normal in the way it's supposed to be. We saw how that money was deposited or spent. All of these different types of things help form our psychological focus, if you will, on wealth and money. Sometimes it was in our favor and other times it worked totally against us. The thinking pattern and behavior with money that the wealthy have are totally different than what it is that the average have. You've got to understand that. Their thinking patterns, how they perceive things, how they feel things is different because they are focused more on bigger things, let's say, than, than the average. What psychological makeup, if you will, and what psychological aspects make the rich more likely to be wealthy why did they become wealthy? What was it that happened? What was it on the inside of them that was different than what's on the inside of the average? Well, there's been a lot of studies on that, to be honest, and I've studied this for years. 
And as you know, I did a radio show that actually talked about this. Well, then on this podcast, we're going to go through some things that you need to understand about the wealthy. And you need to start looking like and thinking this way. What would happen if I made the decision that I was going to change my philosophy, change my emotions, change my focus, change my expectations, and really, truly start looking, feeling, thinking like a future millionaire? And what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the differences according to some studies that have been done. And I'm telling you what, it'll really open your eyes today. So number one, the wealthy are very stable thinkers. That's why the rejection doesn't really bother them. That's why the setback, it doesn't really bother them. What happens is, is they look at setbacks as nothing more than stepping stones to come by. The wealthy are very stable thinkers because they don't go wishy-washy. They focus lock and load on one thing and they stay there. They do not change their thinking unless it is demanded in order to move into a higher level and pursuit of success. And this is one of the biggest reasons why that not only they lock on to something and stay there, but their thinking locks on to a certain thought and that thought then becomes dominant in what they do, whether it's the thought of building a business to a hundred million dollars or to seven figures, just maybe a million dollar business. It doesn't matter. They are stable thinkers. They have one pattern of thought, which is driven by their dreams. Because understand something, most people's careers and most people's lives are driven by a paycheck. And there's nothing wrong with that. But future millionaires, their thinking is driven by a dream. It's something they want to happen. And that's why they're stable thinkers, because it's the stability of that dream, even though it hasn't happened yet, that keeps them stable in their thinking, their expectations, as well as their activity. They don't go from one thing to another. They're not up and down all the time. They're stable in their thinking. They're stable in their day. And they focus on where they're going, not necessarily what's happening around them. And and that's one of the biggest reasons why I believe the wealthy are so powerful. I mean, do I have that stable thinking? Yes. I have been through so much over the course of the last 25 years. But every setback, comeback, whatever you want to call it that happened, You just have to step back and say, okay, let's take care of this and move forward. Whether it's Elon Musk, uh, whether it's any other type of sports figure, such as the Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, or even Michael Jordan. All of them were stable thinkers and no amount of rejection, not even losing a game or even the world championship, set them to where they started thinking in a way that the average thinks. So number one, the wealthy are very stable thinkers. Nothing gets them off that path of thought. Nothing shakes them. Nothing tears them apart. They don't get highly emotional over rejection or highly emotional over no's because they're so focused. They're like a heat-seeking missile in their thinking, and they are very stable in that. Number two. They're always open to new experiences, especially dealing with their dream. People that are open to new experiences are always moving towards something, not away from something. And many people today, and the average, are moving more away from something than towards because the average want to move away from poverty. They want to move away from lack and live at least a nice life. But see, the wealthier are always moving towards something. 
And that's why they're open to new experiences and being in that experience to see how they can utilize it, learn from it, and grow from it. That's one of the biggest challenges a lot of average people because they hate change. They don't like new experiences. They just like the way things are. But when you're open to new experiences and you're open to new ideas and you're open to new thinking that could possibly drive your business even higher, then what happens is, is you're now moving into that philosophy of wealth where all future millionaires and multi, multi, multi millionaires and billionaires live. They're open to learning about new experiences so they can see how can this make my dream move bigger, move better, move bolder. I was reading something about Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett at the age of, he's in his 80s. And Warren still today reads personal development books, reads wealth books. I mean, think about that. Here's a guy worth $79 billion and he still reads books on wealth and how to invest. Why? Because he says there's new ideas coming all the time. He wants to learn about these new ideas and see how that he can move them into Berkshire Hathaway. You have maybe a home business. Are you open to trying new things in order to find new clients, new customers, new distributors? Maybe you're a real estate agent. Are you open to new experiences and new ideas on how to sell homes. That is a hallmark of a future millionaire, open to new experiences. Number one, they're very stable thinkers. Nothing shakes their thinking because it's driven by their dreams. Number two, they're open to new experiences. Number three, millionaires, people that are really, truly wealthy, they have more of an extroverted personality. They like being with people and getting to know them. They like helping people. They like being in a conversation with people because people that are extroverted like relationships. Now you're thinking, well, I'm not a very extroverted person. That doesn't mean you have to be. But what I would suggest is you get a little bit more out there, out of your comfort zone, so that you can at least get comfortable with talking to new people and people you don't know. Because if you're going to produce wealth, if you're going to build wealth with your business, you're going to have to learn how to talk to people you don't know because 95 to 98% of your business will be from people you don't know. And being extroverted doesn't mean that you're a loudmouth. Being extroverted means you take the host position. You introduce yourself to people. You don't wait for them to introduce uh, themselves. You go out and literally connect with people online or offline, doesn't matter what social media or the old-style old networking. It doesn't mean that extroversion is also wanting to be the center of attention. It just means that you take the first step in connecting with people. That's what it means in wealth. So that's why they're more extroverted. They just simply like being with people, talking to them, and making and building new relationships. That's part of the wealth philosophy. Number four, they're nonconformists. They do not like to conform to anything that doesn't drive their dreams. Did you get that? They do not like to conform to anything that doesn't drive their dreams. They're nonconformist in thinking. They're nonconformist in activity. They're nonconformist in philosophy. And they're nonconformist in what they expect to happen in their life. They like being separate. They don't want to be in conform to, quote, unquote, the crowd. And go along with all the trendy things. You see a lot of trends on Instagram. You see a lot of trends on Facebook, TikTok. They don't go with those trends. They are trend makers. That's the philosophy of wealth. I don't follow trends. I set trends. 
And what that means is you do your own thing and people probably will follow. And if they don't, that's okay. Eventually they will start following. And they go their own way though with their own vision. Many people live a life with someone else's vision directing them. The wealthy psychologically would never do that. It's not part of how they think or experience life. They have their own vision for their life, for their business. They have their own dreams, and it doesn't vary. Again, they are nonconformists. They do not conform to trends. They do not conform to the average thinker. They do not conform to the average belief. They do not conform to anything except what drives their dream in order to accomplish it. That's what sets future millionaires apart from normal people. Number five, they view setbacks as something that they can control. What do you mean? Most people, when they get a setback, get very emotional. And they're saying, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, this is really horrible. The wealthy, in, in a manner of speaking, if you will, they see a setback as like, hey, this is not good. Hey, I understand it's a setback. But let's see what we can do in order to correct it and move it forward versus getting emotional and complaining about it. This is one of the biggest challenges that the average person has is how to handle setbacks, how to handle rejection, how to handle getting results that you don't want. The wealthy view this simply as, okay, what do I need to do and my people need to do in order to correct this and continue to move forward? Many people view setbacks as something that stops them. The future millionaire views setbacks as something that propels them because they know that they're going to learn something from it and you keep moving forward. So number one, the wealthier, stable thinkers. Number two, they're open to new experiences dealing with their business and as well as life. Number three, they're more extroverted, not necessarily meaning they're loud and obnoxious, but they take the initiative to be able to go and introduce themselves to people. Number four, they are nonconformist. Number five, they view setbacks as something they need to do better themselves, not someone else's fault. Number six, they act differently than most. The actions that the wealthy take are different than the average. It's that simple. They're risk takers. They don't mind taking calculated risk in order to have their dreams come before them. They respond differently to negatives than the average person. They don't see negatives as negatives. They see this as something that they must learn from. Obstacles, they see this, and this is how the wealthy think. They don't see obstacles on the road to wealth. They see the road to wealth as obstacles, and they have to overcome many obstacles, and they're prepared for it emotionally and psychologically. Many people are not. They seek new outcomes. Otherwise, people want X amount of outcomes, but yet they take it to a whole new level higher because they want higher outcomes. They want more outcomes. They want larger outcomes. That's just how they take different actions. They do not want their actions to produce what the average produces. They want their actions taken, and they want the results that's going to drive their dreams. And by the way, the wealthy are habitual action takers. That's one of the biggest things that the wealthy have, habitual action takers. What they do is they take action after action after action after action after action and continue to do that because they want to move their business. They want to move their dream. They want to move their team forward. Number seven, they determine their life, not someone else. They determine their life, not someone else. While others 
depend on someone else for their income. The future millionaire depends on herself or himself, period. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a career. There's nothing wrong with having someone pay you for a great job. You may have a gift for a particular type of career. But if you're going to build wealth, you may want to consider having a second revenue source that you control versus someone else. They determine their life, not what others determine for them. Understand that. So number one, let's go through these again, and we've got one more. Number one, wealthy are very stable thinkers. Number two, they're open to new experiences, especially in their business. Number three, they're more extroverted. They take the initiative to meet people, contact people. Number four, they're nonconformist. They do not conform to anything of the average. Number five, they view setbacks as something they need to do better. Number six, they act differently than most, and they're habitual action takers. Number seven, they determine their life, not someone else. And finally, number eight, they understand that everyone is different. And see, your relationship with money, I want you to get psychologically speaking, and the wealthy understand this as well as future millionaires, your relationship with money, how you view it, what you do with it, how you approach it, how you feel about it, will determine much of what happens with your money. And we're going to be getting into this because if you own a home business, or again, if if you have an entrepreneurial venture, you have to have a relationship with money that will produce wealth, not just produce an income. And that's why one person born into poverty, for instance, and the other person born into wealth will grow up with different money habits. Everyone's different. But the, also, this is the beautiful part about the philosophy of wealth. If you are born into poverty and change your money habits and change your philosophy of money and wealth that matches what you need to be thinking, feeling, emoting, if you will, to produce wealth, then you can get yourself out of poverty. And there's millions of people over the, over the decades, literally, that have gotten themselves out of poverty because they changed their thinking, they changed their emotions, they changed their philosophy of what they wanted to do, not only with money, but with their life. And see, you can break these habits again. The habits you have with money, you can break your thinking and, and, and remold it into something more powerful. You can literally become a millionaire if you decide that's what you want to do. That's why we're doing the Millionaire Road podcast to help build you to build wealth, as my wife says. And this is why that as we wrap this podcast up, you must understand that the psychology of wealth is based more on how the wealthy approach different things and the traits they show during different experiences than the average. Their thinking's different. Their emotions are different. Their, their vision for their life is different. You can adopt all of this into your life if you should decide that you really, truly want to walk down that millionaire road. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I would like for you to share this podcast Share it anywhere you want to, because folks, I'm telling you, this is life-changing information. Not only it will help change your business, but it will help change you, change your future, change your destiny. And uh, if you need me, by the way, Doug at WealthFuel.com, W-E-A-L-T, WealthFuel, F-U-E-L.com. That's where you can find me. Come by and see me. And also, we have a new book coming out called Legend, and it's Building an Extraordinary Home Business Starts from Within. And if you're listening to this podcast after the launch, great. Uh, but it will be launching early, late spring in 2022. Guys, you want to get the book legend. 
because it will teach you literally how to become legendary in anything and everything that you do. It doesn't matter. Again, my name is Dr. Doug Fireball. And as I end the 1600 radio shows, I'm going to end it the same way with this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, we'll be back with another powerful podcast. But remember this. There's a millionaire inside of you. You decide who wins. May God richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Wealth Fuel Radio and the Millionaire Road Podcast with Doug Fireball. Doug will be back next week with another brand new wealth soaked episode that will wealth up every aspect of you and your home business. There is a millionaire inside of you. You decide who wins.